Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Here's Gourlami. A donut hole in a donut hole. It's clobbering time. Frankie, Frankie, Franco. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Oh, busted. New heights. That's what she said. <laughs> Sad, strange Hello, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers, the one and only podcast that gives you comic book and movie episodes every single week. My name is Ian. This is Paul Damien. And this is Kenny. And this week we're talking about The Last Duel, directed mm. by Ridley Scott, came out last year, 2021, um, starring, you know, all those people. Yeah, written and starring Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Oh, Fair right. Enough, it's the first movie they wrote together since Goodwill Hunting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you know, literally, I had a joke lined up. I didn't. I forgot that they had written this movie, mm-hmm. co-written it with Nicole something, mm-hmm. which was the writer they brought on to do like the female oh, perspective of all okay. of that part of the movie. Yeah. I literally had a joke lined up, and I. I it almost sounds too painfully accurate now, <laughs> which is that it sounded like, or it seemed like <laughs> Matt Damon and Ben Affleck got brunch together. And they're like, you know what we need? We need another Oscar. How do we get an Oscar? And they're like, Shakespeare? And they're like, no, that's a little too played out. <laughs> so they came up with this, and then they're like, oh, who do we get to direct it? And they're like, let's talk to Ridley Scott. And so they talked to Ridley Scott, and he's like, I'm working with Adam Driver right now <laughs> on the Gucci movie. And they're like, Goofy facts, movie? <laughs> they're like, Goofy movie? What do you mean? And he's like, no, Gucci. <laughs> and so they were like, okay, well, we'll bring on Adam Driver. He's the new hotness. He'll get us our Oscar. The new hotness. I like, I like how Ridley Scott's like the godfather. <laughs> <laughs> in your interpretation of it so that was my whole theory of how this movie came to right be. yeah is that true that's that's uh, you just <laughs> took all my notes basically <laughs> no i think it is the other way around i think oh, it, he okay. was adam driver working on the uh, last duel is he how like, he ended up ne- then going to work on the house of gucci four months after they uh, wrapped up okay. shooting on last duel so okay it, yeah it was literally back-to-back projects for him That's for so sure <laughs> R- was ridley like, scott was like oh the only good actor let's go ahead and take him with me he's like petting <laughs> like his cat and he's like hmm, on my, the day of my daughter's wedding <laughs> one he's like, like a bond you be villain. in the gucci <laughs> one word Alien. <laughs> well, well, James, James, well, James Cameron's like two or plural dollar sign. I'm glad we're all horrible in impressions. <laughs> I thought it was pretty accurate. It literally went from Godfather to Bond villain. <laughs> but the time it went around the table. Uh, oh wonderful. So, now we're talking about the last duel. Yes, so that's are. crazy. So this. <laughs> came out after the Gucci movie, I think, right? The no, House I, of Gucci? Right. I think it's before. It came out before yeah, the House of Gucci. Because I think Gucci is technically a 2022 film, wouldn't it? I don't think so. Let's hmm. let's let's find know. out super quick. Uh, yeah. If only I had a computer right in front of me. <laughs> do you? Um, but yeah. Uh, but either well, way, this one was shot first, but it was... So I do have a reason for that, which is that it was during Fox being purchased by oh, Disney. Okay. And oh, okay. so they not only was scheduling pushback due to COVID, but then Disney pushed the release state back because this was just one of the last obligatory movies they had to mm-hmm. put out before they didn't have to deal with any Fox projects anymore. It's, it's interesting um, that it's on HBO. I and, figured this came out on HBO right. because it was Warner Brothers, but 
Yeah, I don't know. So, which came out first? Uh, well, I'm trying to look at the actual release dates because you're oh, right. They okay. both say 2021 on them. Okay. I think you might be right. I think The Last Duel came out early 2021 while uh, I... House of Gucci came out late 2021. Yeah. What's House of Gucci about? It's about uh, the Gucci family. Yeah, some rich people or something. <laughs> I know. That was good. I like that. <laughs> I'm the worst of this. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, you're What's fine. that one song about the grandma getting run over by the reindeer? <laughs> it's, oh, uh... House of Gucci. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so this came out in October is okay. what it is. And then House of Gucci. Sorry. I'm just so much faster. No, well, while you're doing that, I'm just going to say the actors. Yeah, yeah. The right, main sorry. actors. We have Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, and Ben Affleck as our main four kind of they came out a month ago. So, oh they did yeah which first uh this one oh, okay. uh, the last jedi came out october the last 15th. jedi the last jedi <laughs> <laughs> damn it. the last duel came out uh, i mean same thing right <laughs> basically <laughs> came out uh in october 15 on october 15th and then house of gucci came out november 24th okay. so cool cool yeah it's crazy interesting to have two big movies like that and i mean for both ridley scott and adam driver to come out so close to each other i know it's wild uh well here's the sad part I don't think they're big movies. Oh, that's like, true. Like in hmm. scope and in budget, mm-hmm. they may be, but they're so outclassed now by the franchises mm-hmm. that how else are these movies going to s- survive now? You know, they, they have, have to, to be... they have to lead to something else. <laughs> exactly. Like people they're... like us. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we watched this movie this week cause it's on HBO mm-hmm. at the time of recording this. Um, Kenny, you'd seen this movie before. I had, and it, I had wanted to do it for this before mm-hmm. even having experienced it, you know, but yeah. I watched it right when they put it out on HBO and uh, just really thought it was something that we'd all have a be able to have a good discussion on, you know, yeah. for what it is. Uh, no, I had not seen this movie before, but I had been waiting to, to see this movie because I saw it on the list. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, second, I saw this movie come into existence. I was... No, it was not on my radar for a second. Do you feel like really? the medieval era is just not something that particularly yeah. interests you overall? Knights like and it. stuff like that, especially if it doesn't have a more fantastical element to it. Like Even, something like, you know, the comic book we talked about earlier on true. this week, you know? Yeah. If it's just straight up realistic knights, it's kind of like, who gives a shit about dudes wearing armor that was too heavy for them and just like rolling around in the mud? You know? Yeah. <laughs> now, for me to get into medieval stuff, even typical just run-of-the-mill fantasy stuff there has to be a bend on it there has to be an edge to it there has to be something new on top of it you need martin lawrence in there just like you know making jokes and like uh wearing a jersey you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah over his night <laughs> or, like, over his night yeah. armor. or like a dragon uh well no because dragons are just too <laughs> yeah simple yeah. yeah um but no i mean like even mm. lord of the rings it's taken me up until I guess whenever I finally finish watching them, yeah. to watch them yeah. in my adulthood, you know, yeah. like right. still to be finished. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's to be determined. Yeah. But those are long fucking movies. True, though the Hobbit movies I all saw in the theater. And, That's crazy to me. Yeah. What is with you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you see, I like the Hobbit movies. I I like them more than the Lord of the Rings. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay. Well, at the time of recording this, I can say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like definitely, like I, I won't deny that the Lord of the Rings were beautiful movies, but come on, the I Hobbit think was just they they did a really a much better job. I mean, the first Hobbit's a all right movie. I think they're all three a lot of fun, though mm-hmm. the last two seem like they could have easily been had cut into one movie. Right. They could have been thirty Very minutes much long. <laughs> <laughs> For what they're worth, but yeah, no, I mean, Lord of the Rings is 
kind of a perfect little trilogy. And I mean, it's something that I would think you would appreciate for your favorite thing in movies, which is the level of practical effects put into those films. You know, it's just like outrageous and is why they will probably stand up for the next, you know, 30 or 40 years and yeah. no matter. So a little bit of trivia about The Lord of the Rings. I actually do love The Lord of the Rings, but I just, I like the, I enjoyed the Hobbit movies more. Because they're fun. Um, yeah. Uh, it, in the lake at the end where... Um, Samwell, is that his name? Yeah. He walk, Samwise Genji. Samwise, yeah. He walks into the, the lake and follows uh, Frodo on and gets in the boat with mm-hmm. him. Um, you know, they had cleaned the fuck out of that lake because they didn't want anything to happen. The lake was really dirty. Oh. And they ended up missing like a, a piece of glass and he cut the fuck out of his foot. Oh, no. Making that scene. Jesus, that sucks so bad. I'd be so proud. It'd be like my battle scar, you know. Like, <laughs> but I got this on a fellowship, you know. This one's from but, the rings, you know. But we're talking about the last duel. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. Well, where the fuck right. are we right now? Um, <laughs> real quick, I thought they wore those big ass, dumb ass, goofy ass, fucking hairy ass feet. Uh, well, they probably they did. didn't make him wear walk like wear him when he was walking swim, in the yeah. yeah. See, if I were him, I would have asked, "Can I have something to put on my yeah, feet?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> can i just wear the goobers uh last duel last duel came out last year yeah. like kenny was saying yeah. it probably should have come out a lot sooner mm-hmm. um the fox acquisition fucked up a lot of shit mm-hmm. i think yeah. um it pushed back a lot of shit it just never released some things some things and got it, released to hulu and never in the theaters and then like, they blame disney mm-hmm. for doing like poor promotion marketing. for and marketing for the movie and yeah. that's why it, they a lot of like really scott blamed the blunders of mm-hmm. why it failed in theaters and stuff was because it just in that yeah bubble of time got just pushed to the wayside you know put on the back burner i can i i don't know i i maybe am not the voice of the populace yeah. i'm not the voice of the general public but i wouldn't have paid to see this movie in the theater i i also just don't think that this is a time to be expecting people to be going to the theater you know like for you to spend millions and millions of dollars on a movie and then be like oh no i better get all this money back yeah when it airs it's like that's just not going to happen right now because of the situation yeah because of covid yeah Yeah. and i mean and there was even the same thing where it was like blaming or you know the bashing of like marvel movies and the Mm -hmm. fact that they've you know become what they are and he you know that was he also threw shade at that on why this movie failed and for me that's like you know, you were like, you're basically saying, I want, why aren't all you doofuses coming to see my movie? You know, and it's yeah. like, we're, I, there, there's people that are interested in films like this, but then obviously the general populace is going to go into the movies that are designed for them, you know? And so right. I, it's I, theme park. I think the word, yeah, I feel like the, like, that's kind of a low ball for any of these big directors, you know, to do and trying to bash these other film styles because they are exactly just more designed to be accessible for all age groups. Even it's yeah. like, did you really want a bunch of 10 year olds to come see the last duel? Was that, <laughs> was that the demographic you were looking for? Because that's what's sitting in a Marvel movie, making yeah. them all the money, you know, like, so yeah, it's, it's the parents that are like, I need my, kid to shut up for two and a half hours you know how many of these parents have seven children that's eight (laughs) that's eight nine seats they're selling out for the whole just one family to watch shang chi yeah shang chi twice probably (laughs) in a way (laughs) that's true (laughs) yep (laughs) over christmas break spider-man four times it's it's like an amusement park yes you know like you have the rides that everybody wants to get on and Mm -hmm. then Roller coasters. God, we're never going to actually talk Not about everybody this likes movie. Roller coasters. Uh, we will talk about this movie. Um, Ridley Scott directed Blade Runner. Let's mm-hmm. talk about Blade Runner. <laughs> Ridley Scott. Look, look at his career. You know, yeah. Aliens. You know, yeah. Blade Runner. He 
Yeah, I mean, he he led those movies. He allowed the design work to mm-hmm. happen to those movies. Those are fucking stellar, undeniable movies for forever. And so even though I feel like he has plenty of projects I don't totally get behind, I, I mean, I feel like he's still, you can't deny his, like, being a forerunner in mm. this industry and creating sure. and changing the way that it kind of can be, films can be created, you know? Yeah. Um, and he's produced so many great things, you know, even the stuff that he hasn't directly put his hands on, you know, so I uh, love the guy, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that he's out there still making movies, you know, Godfathering it up, you know, making <laughs> deals on his daughter's birth or uh, weddings and, you know, what's so, his brother's name? Uh, uh, Bidley. So Bilbo Scott. Yeah. You, you talk while I look up. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to, um, like, I guess, uh, Tony cut Scott. to the chase too quickly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what, what overall feel did this movie give y'all? So, um, the beginning portion where it kind of focalized mm-hmm. Matt Damon, mm-hmm. I didn't understand the structure this movie was going to do. Because they don't really give it to you with him. They don't give you yeah. the, the card we see for the next two where it's like, now this is their point of view. Mm-hmm. We don't yes, get. Does. At that, the beginning, does it? Yeah. Say, this is it Jean this is Carouge's point the, of view. The truth as... According um, to Jean according Carouge. According to Jean, oh. Jean See, I Carouge. say maybe just because you're getting it, invested into sitting at the beginning of a film. I watched it twice and didn't even notice that it yeah. gave you the title, I, the warning card right for him. Me. Yeah, Because it says chapter one, okay. the truth according to Jean de Carouge. Okay. okay. So see, yeah, so it, even it, on top of that, I was still trying to memorize his name mm-hmm. or even learn yeah. his True. name. So I, I didn't even grasp that. If they had said the truth according to Matt Damon, maybe that would have right. held me a little bit better. <laughs> <I gotcha. laughs> uh, and so, yeah, this is based on a book because it's a really relevant French story. I mean, mm-hmm. this is kind of like, uh, and I don't want to compare it too much, but like, I mean, because it's a can real I, tale. Can I play a, a right. French button real quick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bonjour. <laughs> French one. <horror. laughs> go on. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's based on a novel by a guy named Eric Yeager, and the novel had kind of a, like a significantly longer name, which mm-hmm. was like one of the last significant duels in all of history or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a real event that happened, and what's crazy is there's actually quite a bit of written... Um, like they wrote a lot about it, so there's a lot of information. So it's a it's pretty well tracked out, like mm-hmm. exactly the events that happened. Um, and then it almost precisely it, how the duel went down, you know, like there's like intricate details of how the duel happened because during it, no one was allowed to make a fucking sound. Like wow. it was like, if you make a noise, we're going to kill you. So like the entire audience had to be dead silent while the entire event was happening. And so it was like, I guess, very easy to kind of like really pay attention and, uh, script what was happening in That's the moment so what i thought was interesting yeah. yeah something all the way back from like the 14th century is pretty intricately descriptive you know yeah. and all the information you can find on it um but yeah it's, it's describes it as one of the last duels you know in france um but the last one actually being in like 1526 or something like you know a little over 100 years later so but it was like it's once again significant because it's such it's a super it's, relevant story in right. france it's like a yeah. lesson to be it's alive. it's like whenever they are like oh you know uh jason dies and then they bring back the friday the 13th again uh a hundred years later mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it, like a it's like a literal history that was, lesson that was a good joke <laughs> it was let a good go, joke <laughs> that was oh. the, the crowd sad because my joke didn't last <laughs> sorry <laughs> and i don't mean to talk about anything other than the last door again oh, that's but, right. but we that's gonna uh, be the last thing we talk about <laughs> <laughs> earlier uh earlier this week we talked about once in the future mm-hmm. and 
What if Jean de Carreau shows up in oh, there? That would be kind of cool, mm-hmm. right? honestly. I don't feel like it's they wouldn't a have notable it, but you know what I mean? character. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's a it's a well-documented story, a story that now a lot of people wouldn't more know, you True. know, and it's probably even just like local lore around there, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from my understanding, it's pretty important in like French history as far right. as it's taught as like a, hey, don't be either of these guys, really. Right. <laughs> Funny enough, so um, I, I mean, I really liked this movie for what it was because once I realized that that's the structure of how it was built, I liked that concept a lot. Mm-hmm. I like because that's such a realistic thing to dwell in is our personal perception of things. You know, the yeah. way we all see a situation and and how differently from each other, and you get it in like every in law yes. you know you see it in courtrooms when you yeah. hear the same story from two perspectives and they're like vastly different because they are from these in, two people in the same room but from two completely different points of view and so i th- thought that was such a powerful narrative to choose to go along with this mm-hmm. and the nuances of it were in my opinion very well done and like we only have to really see the scenes that matter to each character as we're seeing them you know we're not and the repeated ones do really matter in the fact that you get the yeah, difference the difference is yeah it's yeah. painted right. very well to show you the exact beats that he wanted you to notice uh to get the full story um, um <clears throat> yeah so the going back to my love of fantasy or mm-hmm. actually that their lack of, lack of. <laughs> um, it's it always has to come with that edge mm-hmm. and this one came with courtroom drama mm-hmm. and the beautiful structure because starting this movie i did not give a damn until we saw the truth according to uh, fucking Legree. Jacques. Yeah. So I gave a fuck right away because <laughs> I saw when it said yeah. the truth according to Jean de Carouge. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is like a fucking court case yeah. that, that's going to play out. I, was, yeah. I got so excited. I know. Like right away. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I will for the second. Case, yes. I yeah. got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this is, this is, a great structure for this mm-hmm. movie. This is the reason why I could get behind a fantasy movie is something like this. If it's just, if it was all one-sided, one narrative, mm-hmm. one look at this, I don't know if I would have ever cared, honestly. Because even on top of that, as well played as every character is, there's not, except for, uh, honestly, Jodie Comer, there's not a particular performance in this movie that is very demanding in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're That's all so very of par of what you would expect of each of these men. Once again, Matt Damon falling into the the kind of laughing stock type of character that's so true we've kind of brought that up a lot in this that that's really what he is he's the yeah. one that has to endlessly puff his chest but never get the respect he deserves we saw mm-hmm. it in true grit and here we are just a couple weeks later yeah. seeing it in this movie again <laughs> why does he love these characters so much I, he I just mean, knows how to play them well that's so true i mean and all i think in this movie it also i mean we'll talk about it probably plenty of times but perspective is everything mm-hmm. it all depends on how you look at it because mm-hmm. like i genuinely liked his character, the first chapter of the movie. Mm-hmm. I did too. Because it's coming from his perspective. Yeah. And he comes off as noble and, uh, exactly. and deserving. Yeah, yeah and, but, and, but also an underdog because he never gets the respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But funny, funny enough, though, when Adam Driver got his turn, you know, uh, Jacques, de, Jacques Legree, I still didn't like his character. You didn't like Jacques? I didn't yeah. like Jacques. I never ever, liked not Jacques. Not I never once liked in in this film. 
Yeah, I know. Not I once. agree. And I think that just kind of goes to show, like, maybe, like, Jacques himself, even the way he told the truth, like, he was, I mean, that's just how things were, you know, I guess, in some ways. That's a good call. But, like, he he was just honest with how he was. You know what I mean? That, that I feel like be. he was very honest. His was probably the most honest interpretation other than the fact that he he thinks he knows what other people are what feeling. What other people are yeah. feeling, mm. just like every, all of us do. You know, but he doesn't realize that he's dead wrong, you know. That's interesting. And we see even his disillusionment of like what he, yes. you know, is like we see the games he plays in these environments where they're totally acceptable. And so then it's like disillusioned to like he thinks it's just the way that people are with each other all the time. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's it's almost like a spoiled reality of like always getting what you want from being like right. the handsomest guy in the room, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it, the, the pers- yeah, you said it. we're going to talk about so much on how perspective really is everything. But um, one of my favorite transitions between those two stories is the part where we see Matt Damon or you know uh Carouge approach them about the captaincy and we right. don't even see him talk we see him just transition to talking to Marguerite after he's like I was totally calm I told him <laughs> yeah. that, you know and so when we see it from Legree's perspective that's one for me one of the biggest moments where it was like yeah the, he obviously flaunts this this respect that he obviously doesn't he has no patience for anything you know Mm. he no everyone hates him because he he just thinks he deserves everything everything should be fair all the time you know especially back then that shit was not fair you know well if if i'm being completely honest uh jean de cruz like he he earned his respect like with everything that he had done in both stories even in marguerite's yeah every story it it showed that he was a noble knight right yeah Mm -hmm. exactly so he was just upset that he wasn't getting even an inkling of the respect that he was owed you i know? think the only damning thing on his knighthood because i mean marguerite's story tells plenty of damning mm-hmm. things about him mm-hmm. but the only damning thing on his knighthood is the inciting incident that leads them to losing what, but whatever that town is yeah, yeah when he first did, Limoges. yeah Le, when Le they Frige. Le, yeah, uh, the mode. Uh, it was, it Lufa. I thought it was. I could have sworn it was like Limoges. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you we're are. We're just right. we're just riffing, you know. Okay. <laughs> L- Lugi. Okay, guys. Eiffel. Luigi. Um, yeah, Luigi. Oh no, that's Luigi the Italian tower. town. Yeah. 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 This is anyway. <laughs> well, no. So, but that's the only damning evidence mm-hmm. that we see against his personhood in the nightship of of is that he's hothead and doesn't really listen to leadership even above right. him. You know, because like his own fucking father. It's like, like don't yeah yeah and so yeah um but then it also paints Jacques in a better light because it is Jacques' side of the story where mm-hmm. he says well we have to follow him like i'm not gonna let him charge in by himself right. for the king and they all change and we and, we see matt damon get rescued in his perspective but not who does it you know yeah. but then mm-hmm. when in reverse we see we see them rescue each other mm-hmm. in their reverse perspective yes. to show that like they're like oh i was his hero you know it's like i saved that man and they both carry that opinion of each other without ever i don't think ever even really saying it to each other where he's like bro i saved your life <laughs> i'd be like bro i saved your life what the fuck are right. you talking about we're even you know? <laughs> and on top of that though there's uh there's points where like in in jean's perspective he says specific lines but in jacques perspective he's saying those lines mm-hmm. yeah like like for the king yeah right there we were just talking about in jean's perspective he's saying it in jock's perspective mm-hmm. he says it um there's another moment where they're in they go to make up with each other yeah mm. and they 
switch lines with each other. And what I loved was in then when we finally see Marguerite's perspective, neither of them say it. It's the guy that's with Matt Damon who actually says that line where he's yeah. like, let there be no ill blood between. So neither of them actually said that line. They, both of them just imagine like I was the one with the best blood. You know? <laughs> in reality, both of them were like kind of gritting their teeth while apologizing to each other. And that was one of my favorites was that it exactly it was like both of them were yeah. being dishonest to themselves mm. truly in that moment. Idiots. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to point out some uh, just yeah. stellar haircuts in this movie. Yeah. Um, both oh, um, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon and Ben Affleck are sporting what looks like um, college football player who inspires to be a country music star <laughs> in both haircut and facial hair. And okay, but I would love... <laughs> Jean de Cruz's mullet. Yeah, like, honestly, I I should cut my hair like that. I don't know why you don't. I just need to trim this. So up. apparently, <laughs> Matt Damon couldn't actually grow a beard. Oh, and so they were that was like a fake beard. They were having to glue on to him to make him look <laughs> legit, and it apparently like gave him the worst rash. Like he was oh, like having like oh, it was probably the horrible glue. skin yeah, it was issues. Probably the glue the entire time they were shooting that movie because of the fake beard they were like sticking to him. And I was like, damn, bro, just. Grow your own, you know. <laughs> you use those freaking miracle extracts. I know the, the Illuminati's got them. Just yeah. why didn't he just cut some of his hair off and put it on? <laughs> That's his also face. true. I know. Yeah. Just yeah, the back of the mullet. And just yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think either of those hairs on right. either of those men's were real. No, the, the entire time it was wigs and, and yeah. even like Ben Affleck's <laughs> fucking huge ass soul patch. Oh, dude, um, honestly, I really I liked Ben Affleck as Pierre too. I, I didn't will... recognize him at Same. first. <laughs> I didn't realize it was Ben Affleck. They yeah. did a really good job. Unfortunately, I saw plenty of screen grabs of him. Okay, beforehand, he was a very swell looking man. So he was actually originally planned to be Legree. It was oh. literally going to be oh. Damon versus Affleck, but then he had scheduling issues for something else. I can't remember, and so he chose to take on the significant smaller and easier role of being Pierre but I kind of would have been interested to see him have to take on like the young handsome yeah. role of Legree you know where yeah. I think Adam Driver was kind of like a perfect casting of like being right in that that younger age element but from them that I was like he that makes so much sense that he'd be kind of the one that all the girls would be like eyeballing you know I think yeah. I really but think also Adam Driver is charismatic and that's true yeah he, <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has like the energy that he brings to the character that I felt like really made him have like both like the exactly charisma but also like the the kind of grossness I know that's not, yeah. I can't even think of a better word but what made us exactly Sleazy. say we kind of yeah the sleaziness that made us mm -hmm. really not like him he's great at playing that kind of role you know I agree so <laughs> who who would y'all say had the hardest time with their accent? I don't think. Uh, well. <laughs> Apparently, Matt Damon because he says patronize instead of patronize, <laughs> which is how you would. Say well, there's a part that. where that really stood out to me with Ben Affleck, mm -hmm. where he's like talking to uh, to Jacques, and he's like. He, he like turns away. He's like, I don't give a damn <laughs> about them. Like he, like he, he, it's like completely different. Yeah. And he comes back and, and he's just back to his accent. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I don't think anyone does a good accent throughout yeah. this movie unless yeah. they were already yeah. from the nation. I wish there was a way you could like CGI on an accent, you know? <laughs> Oh, that's one thing. You don't think Jodie Comer did a good job? No, well, yeah, she. I think she's possibly actually European. Yeah, European. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> um, what what was I gonna say? Oh, the ADR in this movie, the automatic dialogue replacement, uh -huh. is sometimes horrendous. Where 
it doesn't especially with um Adam Lovell, that character, mm-hmm. the actor that plays him. I don't know what happened the day of them shooting, but there's several scenes where he obviously had to go back into the studio and say those lines again, and they just pasted it over, mm-hmm. and it doesn't fit. There's times where the background, like the ambient noise of the ADR is just completely different than the literal line someone said beforehand. I think Ben Affleck did it a couple of times. And it's like, homie, Interesting. What, what, what happened? You know what I mean? Like some of the ADR in this movie is pretty bad. I think it was because it was a little rushed. Maybe. In any way. Well, I don't, if anything, it got pushed back a bunch. And I mean, they did have scheduling mm. issues because of COVID, but then I think they ended up with a whole extra year before it even got released. It Fair just kind of like sat on a shelf. So It's interesting. I don't know how the editing team works. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is really well cut, like frame to frame. Mm-hmm. But there's something, I think it was maybe on set, sometimes the voice just didn't come out right. I mean, there literally could be things like COVID that created issues where they literally had to have, like, couldn't have a boom guy standing there or something, you know? Like, who knows the or, complications or created? The ADR seemed bad because it was a home recording in yeah. someone's bathroom, you know what I mean? Who's <laughs> <laughs> doing it over Zoom, you know? Hey, shit, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize you pressed something at first. That was an accident. Yeah, that was our, just our speed guest star. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's been uh, possessed by aliens. Um, <laughs> Fourth kind over there. But no, I mean, uh, let's let, let's take a quick break. Okay. Uh, Are we there right now? Yeah, okay. we're already at the halfway point. Holy um, shit, guys! Holy shit! Oh shit! That's what's up. Oh um, shit! That's what's up. So we'll be right back uh, with some more uh, last duel. And we're back. Um, welcome back to the last duel. I'm a demon. Um, we're talking about yeah, I'm a demon. These boys and their wretchedness. Um, Pierre is a formidable character, mm-hmm. and I, right. I, I enjoyed his structure in this movie, where it's like authority, but not full authority. You know what I mean? To where like you can go to the king. He's like, even. oh, my cousin's the king. And, yeah. uh, and going mm-hmm. back to what I was saying earlier, a lot of these relationships were apparently very accurate in the mm-hmm. fact that like he was definitely the cousin to King Charles the Sixth, but he like hated was like openly known and written to hate uh Carouge and was known to be very good friends with Jacques de Legree. Mm-hmm. Um I mean years for his the rest of his life after Legree's death, he basically bad mouthed Carouge and was like, My best friend died for nothing. Like that <laughs> asshole's an asshole. Like I mean he basically yeah. lived the rest of his life with that opinion of the situation, which I think is incredible. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the I the, going back to the structure too of just like alternate looks at stuff. Mm-hmm. Paul Damien did point out that fucking across all three of them, Adam Driver stayed pretty much the same, except for the big inciting incident. Yeah, you know. But there is one instance um, where Adam Driver either fabricated a story or Marguerite like left out mm-hmm. uh, in her story um let me quickly do this real quick you fix that arm is it the books part yeah it's where they interacted during while eating like picking at the no it's the first sex scene okay they don't they have sex I, oh so he was i a think dream. He was, yeah he was a dream it was a dream he, he wakes up dreaming. from a dream yeah. Okay. yeah that i didn't catch that got you so okay, that's good. Yeah, I, I think it was just him having a lust dream and being like, "Damn, I really want this woman that bad that I'm even like dreaming of, mm-hmm. you know, her coming to me." 
Okay, good. Because I was like, this this falls apart to me. Mm-hmm. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, no, that's cool. Because I was afraid that this movie was kind of painting the, oh, you can't trust survivors. Mm-hmm. You can't trust everything that everyone mm-hmm. says, which I think it is trying to say that a little bit, but it is also saying that like there's still this bad stuff that happens in the world you know right see that was one thing that like as much as i understand i, I thought it was a, an un, for me an unfortunate choice which is that when we do get the third chapter which is marguerite's story or you know point of view it says the truth and i mean everything blocks out or blacks out except for the truth it lingers a little bit longer exactly. in the title card and uh, we're basically saying that this is the true iteration of everything that happened and it's not as much as obviously you know i it hers is probably the most honest that. telling i wish yeah. it, we didn't have to have that basically given to us like that i want to believe that as we would see her point of view it's like this has to be how things actually were you know like yeah. mm-hmm. um because I mean, it felt the most genuine yeah like Obviously, none of us were there, but you can tell that this is more than likely how these characters would be acting towards her. Well, you know not I mean? only that, there are there are things that happen in her truth mm-hmm. that are not, well, exaggerated versions of the other two truths mm-hmm. we saw before. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, like, yeah, he is a noble man, but he also, you know. It's like choked me out and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, and I mean, as a man, it, you know, pride is a real thing. And we, I, just like anyone would play down how much I maybe overreacted to certain exactly. situations. And so in your truth, you would, you'd be like, oh yeah, no, I was, a, I'm a good husband to her. I put food on her table. I bang her every time I come home. Like what more <laughs> could she ask? I me? was completely <laughs> calm during the act, during the, yeah. the talk at the captain ceremony. <laughs> Giving her all those little deaths, you know, like. <laughs> I thought that was a, a nice little thing that they put in where he actually says, how, like, I hope you had a good little death. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. And uh, that was from her point of view, which <laughs> means that even from her point of view, he did have like a caring side where he was like, I hope you're getting yours, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was more just because he knows it's necessary for the yeah, pregnancy. quote unquote necessary yeah. for her to get pregnant. Yeah. That's another factor of this movie that's crazy it's is, never explained and i think it's so interesting is that yeah why can't they is that what you're getting at no no no, no. Oh, just wow. the fact that like they're even though it is a courtroom drama oh. there are all these like legalities that oh, yeah. don't Ex- mean sense. anything yeah. yeah but i mean they're like you didn't slaughter a pig on your wedding night <laughs> you're you can't get pregnant that's, what are you talking about that's let's be honest though that's that's what people thought you know I what know. i mean like so it's it's fucking insane to us but to them that was their fucking law you know so it's 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 weird it is definitely weird it it paints the um this movie unfortunately feels a like commentary on today right with all of the me too stuff Mm -hmm. all of these these things like this and that factor of it is almost like like look at how dumb our system can be when it comes to trialing people mm-hmm. who do these things and it's almost like it, we have to go back and look at this to see how exaggerated it is to then pull back and be like oh yeah we're not doing everything we should or could be doing you know and so it it's it, that's why the lust dream in the fucking Legree mm-hmm. flashback kind of confused me and threw me for a loop because it felt like the movie was trying to say one thing while that scene was a trying maybe to Mm, say the other other. yeah Yeah, it was like the one little easter egg of being like maybe don't trust everything you're seeing right yeah but i mean i can also imagine that 
he thought that actually happened. It was a dream for him, but he thought it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? People were crazy back then, you know, and they, they thought <laughs> yeah. you had witches in your but, blood or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but commenting on what you were saying, how this is feels like kind of a partial commentary on today's society, like, I... I feel i do feel that i feel like it's it's showing you like look how like fucked up our system used to be you don't seriously think we have it right now like i know it's been like 700 fucking years but that doesn't mean that we have it correct right you know it's like there's still a lot of fuck-ups so i know and it's it's crazy and it's sad and it's strange to have to admit that when Mm -hmm. you know it is the law you know um yeah that whole aspect of this movie is what helped turn this movie Mm -hmm. and keep it going for me is that it was like uncovering every Mm -hmm. mystery every every edge and that's why i love they did such a fucking beautiful job of saving the fact that she was fucking pregnant at the fucking trial scene i thought the structure of the movie was so perfectly done because there is one scene from legree's point of view that we see where she is technically pregnant but they do it all from points of view where you just don't actually see that perspective of her so like I, but then to have rewatched it, he is like intensely staring at her in that scene, which means he obviously is very aware of the pregnancy. So to have wa- seen it a second time, I got such a different take on that scene yeah. and his intensity staring at her, which for the first time was like, oh, it's just because he still wants her. And it was like, no, it's because he knows that now she is carrying around something that's technically his in a way, you know, and he probably sees it as that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, it was that was such a fascinating reveal for me like that really had a, a big payoff in a way that was like dang that's why this has such even greater stakes at this point yeah. or like would even make your her best of friends turn their noses to her because goddamn freaking mary yeah it's like the worst yeah, character in this cunt, whole movie yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's fucking like, hey i know you've been trying for five years but my ugly husband got me pregnant you're not happy for me? Like, what's wrong with you? I was so confused by that woman. I was like, what are you doing here? A bubbly little idiot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but she she was was such a... proven wrong by God. That is true. (laughs) That's true. She's shamed. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, she worked such as a good catalyst on why, you know, to show that everybody would turn their back on you in these kinds of situations, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's one of those things that even the people you think would be on your side can sometimes really turn against you you know mm-hmm. so her care i mean she definitely was kind of that character model from design but i mean it really it really does pay off when you see her like throwing stones it's like god damn you <laughs> stupid asshole <laughs> <laughs> um so one thing i thought was kind of crazy is that or cool is that this story is actually um there's a uh akira kurosawa film that's heavily related to this story, mm. and they think that he maybe pulled a lot of influence from it oh. from the 50s called Rashomon. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's all about um, uh, the rape of a woman and her, the murder of her husband being recalled from like multiple points of view. And so I was like, that's, I thought that was really interesting. It's something that I would be kind of like interested in experiencing because I've really never seen any Kurosawa films, but I would be. It's kind of like going back to our Unforgiven episodes. I would like to see these kind of maybe ideas you know uh from another perspective of yeah. like you know um culture you know for and sure. how it'd be approached i had no idea what that's what rashomon was about mm-hmm. that's cool 
I think the structure has a lot of payoff. I think, yeah. you know, if there's no, uh, obviously no, like, other order we could have gotten these points of view from that would have felt quite the way that this story, and it wouldn't have flowed quite as nicely. You know, there was a yeah. lot of thought into how this movie's design and structure was built that gives us a lot of um, time to, I don't know, feel for these characters, even like Pierre, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And as mm-hmm. sleazy as Legree is throughout it, the in- three stories, you see his own self-justification through his perspective right. of it, you know? Um, I really think that it, it, it was, it was a brave way to tell a story and it, um, I really think that everyone, even though I definitely agree with you, there's no real challenging roles in this film. There's nothing that really took very straightforward. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. And it, it didn't take anyone having to break their acting mold to play these parts. True. It's everyone really fell into these, yeah, these roles really well and so but i think that pays off for this film you know you get someone as tenured as ridley scott or matt damon and stuff and they're gonna want to do the thing fall into the grooves they're most comfortable in you know i think at this point so um i really think it for me was very um very entertaining very engaging for being like a medieval courtroom drama style movie where you basically have to watch the same movie three times you know um to have that as you know so many challenges of like being able to engage your audience i think this movie really pulled it off for me you know i was unfortunately this this the fact that you have these stories Mm -hmm. you couldn't do you know three one hour like mini series on hbo it has to be this two and a half hour long movie mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. able to condense it all in this way. And there wasn't really anything that felt redundant. Every time we revisited a scene, it was because it was in a new light. It was mm-hmm. painted differently. Exactly. And it like, this is just a long movie because it needs to be mm-hmm. Frank. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another detriment to why people don't go to see some of these movies in the theaters. It's like, you have to dedicate, a chunk of your day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- that's actually a good point because me and Amber will sometimes be like, oh, this new movie came out. Let's go see it. And then we'll think about it and we'll be like, oh, it's already like 12. Yeah. And I'm hungry, so we're going to eat. And then after that, it's going to be like 2. Yeah. And then and the then, movie doesn't start until 3.30. Exactly. Yeah. No. And then it's like, oh, and then I can't do anything after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. So it's, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know, yeah, and it's it's almost like fuck. Do we need to build our own like home theater, the three of us, so we can start <laughs> watching these movies in the prime? Dude, I basically built my own home theater. <laughs> Speaking of of which, though, how I watched this movie in two parts. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. I watched it in three. <laughs> I took um. Yeah, I want to uh, see where you took your like break. a I actually like about an hour and a half in. Oh, okay. I was ninety six minutes in, um, and I just took a quick break for like. 20 minutes just to get something to eat oh, okay yeah let I, my mind kind of relax mm-hmm. you know? i do that periodically with a lot of the movies we cover for this this show um but some days like fucking the green mile episode i literally had to watch that across like four days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you love that movie i know i love that movie it's a good one um uh i want to talk about how this movie ends well first mm-hmm. of all the action in this movie is pretty stellar i thought so too yeah. honestly i thought it was all really entertaining i love a lot of the action scenes where we just get where he's like this is how i make money and then we literally just cut to him just in a crazy battlefield just chopping heads and stuff and he was 
In the Crusades, right? Yeah, I was like, what a career. It had to have yeah. been the Crusades. Yeah, because, I mean, he became a knight because of fighting in the Crusades. Uh, right. I think that it was more like Braveheart stuff because he was in Scotland trying to fight oh, rebels there oh, is what okay. it was. Because remember, well, he comes back second. and he's all sick and he's like, mm. all I brought back from that island was sickness. And he was yeah, referring to true. Scotland, you know? That's a, I'm talking about what even got him the notoriety to begin with. Yeah. Because I think leading up to that would have been the Crusades, no? No, actually, the Crusades happened oh. after. Oh, really? I don't know. I Because at the end of the film, sorry to jump to the end, but at the end of the film doesn't it say that he died like a few years later in in see. a crusade. Oh, I think you might be right. Let's see. Nope, crusades were way before. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. okay. Like the early 1000s to the 1200s. Yeah. That's why I was like, mm. I think the crusades were earlier than that. I mean, I literally looked up when did the crusades happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a crusade is a more general overall term on, yeah, you right. know, but the the crusades is like a that, something that that's people a, were talking, yeah, that yeah. we're talking about. I know. Um, anyway, beyond all of that, yeah, um, yeah, I think it, what I I don't even know what we're talking about. No, the action's just wonderful. yeah, the action is really good and it's really engaging, and that can be really challenging for me in like clustered battlefield kind of stuff like that. Like as much, you know, like I'm a, I was a big game of Thrones fans, but sometimes I could, I, I was pulled out of those scenes because it's just like too much, you know, yeah. too much motion blur, you know, mm. for me to really be able to get into it. But then the final battle I thought or th- was all incredibly choreographed, you know, yeah. and was incredibly entertaining. And it I was, was extremely stressful. So. Did you know <laughs> the, the outcome? I, I did not. So I, we all watched this not knowing the outcome previously. Yes. I think that that makes this movie even better. And I, I, I was a little bummed. Maybe I'll bleep it where you mentioned who, who loses. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think we should say it in this episode. True. So I don't think we're going to say who, well, I don't know. Maybe there was too many Hints clues. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a lot of clues. <laughs> Depending on how many clues there were, we're not going to, this will be the end of yeah, of us the talking, conversation about it. But the ending battle is, the last duel mm-hmm. is stellar. Absolutely. And yeah, it was, um, I forgot, I read, like, it was like two weeks of choreography, wow. practicing the choreography for them to like pull it all off. And um, they demanded, they really wanted them to not have to wear the helmets the whole time because Matt Damon and Adam Driver wanted to do like as much of the choreography themselves as they possibly could, which I always appreciate, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, give a give a stunt guy a job, but also, you know, do it when you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's spoil the movie. Yeah. I don't care anymore. That was, I was going to say, too, because the one thing I want to talk on was I felt like I felt like how we they this story wouldn't be told if it ended the opposite way. Because I think, mm-hmm. I think you're right. Because then we would have literally watched a pregnant woman or well, not, but a new mother be burned at the stake for. Well, she was six months pregnant yeah. at that time. Oh, that is true. She was pregnant yeah. at the time of the actual. Um, no, no. She, at the time of the trial, she the... already had the baby. Oh, that's where I was like, that, that's right. That time framing does mess me up. But yeah, they had yeah. to can imagine. That's what I they thought. They kind of ran it. past it. Like, they scheduled it and then they allowed her to have her child. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then. Well, and a fun fact, that was one of the other fun facts I didn't run down, though, is that King Charles then made them wait a whole nother month after it was scheduled because he really wanted to be there, but was like off doing like a battle <laughs> somewhere and was like, no, okay, now y'all got to wait until the end of December because I really want to see this because the whole country was talking about it. Yeah. It was like the talk of the town. Like, right. Everyone was like, dude, are y'all going to go watch a... Uh... Carusiana Legree, like go at it. It's gonna be badass, you know. Like it was, dude. They've had a rivalry for so long. It it was the Mila Kopovich event of the year, (laughs) you know. Like, (laughs) Um, so back to what I was saying earlier, though. It was actually uh, in 1396 when Carusiana died. 
And so he died in a crusade against the Turks. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So still trying to make people love Jesus. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Some more of that Jesus nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I think the movie was far better than I could have ever anticipated. And yeah. I think you're right in the fact that it kind of starts off at the bottom of the mountain or, you know, and by the time we get to the end is when it's like the most satisfying, you know, because I was on my, the edge of my seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know who's, I couldn't win. get enough of it. I was, I was, I was all in, like I was watching it on HBO, on the browser, on the computer mm-hmm. and the quality started to dip heavily right before the last battle. I was like, no, I can't do this. So I popped out my, my iPad and watched it on there. And <laughs> thankfully it had a better reception. Um, because I was not going to put up with this. I don't know what it is with HBO Max. I love HBO Max. It, I oh, watch primarily most of my shit on HBO Max, yeah. but it sucks on every fucking so, app or browser or whatever. The reason is because HBO Max has this thing where they specifically try to run everything at 1080p. Oh. And so they're trying to, they're always trying to run it at the highest quality possible. So it'll pause or stuff like that because it's not getting the proper data packets. Right. And so it also deals with a lot of data packet loss because there's such large files. And so... Yeah. Glad that's we're, we're learning all this all together, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's that has to be the truth. They're that's, trying yeah. to stream at the, at the highest bit rate because stuff like Disney Plus and Netflix, they'll do that thing where only the thing that is moving is loading. Mm-hmm. And the backgrounds, as long as they're s- same enough, they'll just stay the same. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, it, HBO Max fucks up for me constantly. <laughs> um, playing it on the fucking PS4, it, episode to episode, it's like the volume changes for absolutely <laughs> no reason. Like, yeah. I don't know. It blows my mind. Um, do you want to rate the movies before we do our, our new game? What do you want to do? Either way. Let's rate the movie and okay. then we'll do our we got new game. a fun little thing. Okay. okay. So um, – I'll go ahead and go first because okay. I did not think I was going to give this movie a good rating. Um, I, I liked this movie for what it was. And a lot of my ratings are kind of secretly based on how frequently I can imagine watching it again. Right. I don't think I can watch this movie again for <laughs> really? a long while. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think this movie gets a 3.7 from me. Okay. Just because it... It was better than average. And the acting didn't astonish me in any sort of way, except for maybe Jodie Comer, who mm-hmm. who kind of played a couple of different characters throughout this movie, while the other two kind of played the same character a lot right. of the time. And then Pierre played the same character regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody's like, he's he's an asshole. Everybody yeah. knew he was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think this is just above average for me. And it's it's good, and I recommend it. I don't know if I'll be watching this in the next 10 years. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to go just above you. And I mean, the thing is, is I, I do agree with you in a lot of ways. Um, and for me, that um, this is it for where it was a bummer is I felt like the, in a big way, this was Oscar bait. You know, I felt like this movie mm-hmm. was definitely designed to win, to win awards. And that can always be kind of like a, for me, you know, when I feel mm-hmm. like the movie is being curated and has just enough of exactly social current social relevance to like hit that mark you know it just feels like there was a whole list of checks to yeah. that this movie had to hit in order to be exactly what it is but beyond that it visually it is beautiful the performances fall right into comfortable ruts of who these people know they can play at this point mm-hmm. you know get off me um, <laughs> bastard keeps kicking me yeah. 
and I just really think exactly it starts off as something that you're like, I don't know if I'm into this movie, but by the end quite has you on the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a feat to, you know, um, you know, and I talk about movies that make stuff that I you wouldn't normally care about or, you know, want to even experience and making them interesting. So uh, I'm going to give it a three point nine. Oh, okay. It's a nice B plus movie for me, you know. Um, you're right. I don't know how much rewatchability it has, and I just think that just comes with some of the elements that are obviously deeply ingrained into it, and how much I don't appreciate exposing myself to those things, you know. So, Adam Driver is always pretty good. Yeah, and he was definitely. pretty good in this movie. Mm-hmm. He should be Dracula. He should be Dracula. He should have been freaking Holy uh, Mobius. Shit, he should be. Dracula. He should have been Michael Mobius. <laughs> um. So yes. Uh, I'm gonna give it a better rating than both of y'all. Oh, wonderful! Um, Wait, what rating did I give it? Does it three point seven? Okay, yeah. that sounds right. Okay, Go but um, I actually will be watching this movie again soon because um, you want to show it to people. Because I want to show it to people, and because I did really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely my cup of tea. This is your your you know? a knight's tale? Yeah, this is my <laughs> knight's tale. Uh, I like they all that movie sing, like, too. Don't stop believing or yeah, something yeah, exactly. in the courtroom. <laughs> Um, but I mean, this <laughs> is it's all about disbelieving. <laughs> <laughs> but on, this is, you know, this medieval courtroom drama. This, this is what I wanted. You know, yeah. this is it's really good. Uh, I didn't expect that from just watching the trailer and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love all sorts of stories, and that's primarily why I'm going to give it the rating. I'm going to give it because, like y'all said, the acting wasn't the best, but these people are so good at what are these roles that they always play that mm. it just fits so perfectly um i'm gonna give this movie a 4.3 nice i really really enjoyed this movie uh i love i love medieval shit a lot and some old I, ass shit i love medieval shit with a little bit of drama I so drink well, this is a lot of drama. milkshake Dang, that's my shit right there <laughs> i've abandoned my child yeah I abandoned my child to drink your milkshake. So would you give it a 4.3? A fucking 4.3. I actually oh, yeah. really enjoyed this movie. I'm Le- probably going to try to make Amber watch it. Le- me Legree abandoned yeah. his child, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he definitely he abandoned the mortal coil. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the same thing. You were going to say mortal coil? Who invited asshole? <laughs> Speaking of asshole, mm. let's talk about some big ones oh. on today's game. Let me go yeah. ahead and pull up that music. All right. And so Ian came up with the greatest name for this game, too. Oh. And uh, I agreed I would put on a uh, country accent. So let me uh, put that on real quick. <laughs> oh, shit. <coughs> you get to say yeehaw when you start. Uh, yeehaw. Well, hat. No, hey. <coughs> you get to say yeehaw. All right, I got it. All right. Well, howdy do. Yeehaw. And welcome can, to can our game. It, can you do it deeper, though? Can I do it deeper? <laughs> All right, and welcome to. No, it's harder, deeper. All right, well, I don't have a it's deep voice naturally, deeper. you know? Well, welcome to. I what, don't want it anymore. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, well, welcome to. What are we calling it? Uh, what a, a bull horse or bullshit? Bull, bull horse or, or bullshit. bullshit. And so, what the game is, is I. Went to the rodeo this week, yeah. and I wrote down all of the horse and bull names. But then while doing that, came up with a little fun ones of my own. Okay. So we'll be deciding if these names are horse names, bull names, or bullshit. Which is the code word for made up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. Let's play. Because bullshit's not real. 
So right. are we going to alternate? Shit. Uh, I mean, I think y'all can just both guess on both of them, right? Oh, yeah. And oh, we'll just see who okay. gets it right. And you know what I mean? And then I'll just tell y'all. You, you want to do right? points? Right, we'll see uh, who wins. Shuffle these up here a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. So the first one we're going with is Blonde Lizard. Oh, gosh. I'm going to say... You're going to say bullshit. I'm, I'm saying bullshit. I'm going to say that's a horse name. That is a horse name. Nice. God, you're already on fire. I love it. Okay, let's toss it up. Uh, can I keep score? No. Yeah. No. If you want to keep I score. I asked and nobody wanted to until Ian got a point. I didn't hear you ask. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I literally didn't. I didn't hear you either. I'm sorry. Oh, thanks for fucking paying <laughs> attention, guys. All right. All right, go ahead. Let's just shake it up again. All right, you ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. Hell of a night. That's a bull. That sounds like a bull. All right. Well, y'all are both fucking wrong. That is a horse. Wow. Okay. He wasn't horsing around. He Damn. had a hell of a night. You know. It's a fucking bull horse. Right, let's, let's talk around. All right. Here we go. Oh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Kenny points too. Oh, uh, if I win one. Yeah. So if if, if you, you give both of us, okay. both of us. Yeah. All right. Confident lover. Oh my god. Uh, that one sounds like bullshit. That I'm, sounds like I'm gonna oh, go for bull. I think that sounds bull. like the perfect mm-hmm. thing that you would come up with. <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> that was my favorite one. <laughs> I went right into the good one. So right. I got that one. I'm no, just gonna good. try to get all of them wrong. Yeah, exactly. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Alright, here we go. Yeah. Shaft. Fuck. That's bullshit. That's a bull. You're so fucking good at this game. <laughs> oh, See, I told you. That's a bull. <laughs> I said bull. <laughs> All right, here we go again. You ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Aloha Margie. Fuck. That's a horse. That sounds like a horse name. God damn it. That was good. That one was too, a little too easy, I felt like. Okay. Oh, I failed. I got that one was a right. a horse. You did get it right. I should have said bull. All right. Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> That's a bull. <laughs> that's a Stephen King movie. Um, that is a Stephen King movie. I'm going to say that's a bull also. <laughs> that's a bullshit. Oh, Kenny got us. He stumped us both. <laughs> All right. Here we go again. Yeah. <clears throat> Obese Virginia. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be bullshit. Right, so you got, got that one. All right. Obsessive nightlife. That sounds like a bull. I was gonna say a horse. All right. Well, you weren't horsing around on that one either. You got it. There you go. All well, right. they even got one without me also getting it. All right. Here I'm we not go. cheating. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Big money salvia. <laughs> you that's, just that's, 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 that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. No, I laughed when you said that name, and I was like, I'm gonna throw that one in there. <laughs> Y'all got it. It's bullshit. <laughs> All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, shit. Hang on. Pagan warrior. Bull. That sounds like a bull. It's a horse. Wow. Yeah, Kenny stopped us. Damn. Fucking All asshole. right. We're going to do just a couple more. You ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. We got whoopsie poopsie. That's bullshit. It's a bull. Are you sure? It's a bull. I don't know. He sounds more confident. You're a bull? Yeah. You're, okay, I All say right. bullshit. He's right, well, it's bullshit. Okay, <laughs> I figured as much. But Ian thinks I'm copying. I need to, I need to say this with more <laughs> confidence. I don't think you're copying me. The Bayou Bangle. That's that's a bull. That is a bull. Yeah, a bull. <laughs> what would make y'all think Tiger with a bull? <laughs> Because the bull's got all them stripes. Oh, the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl. <laughs> all right. The Super Bowl. 
<laughs> we got we got put it away. That's a horse. That sounds like a horse name, but it also sounds like you could have made that one up. So I'm going to go yeah. horse. It's a horse. Uh, Stop yeah, fucking copying me. <laughs> I really thought y'all wouldn't get that one. I thought that one was just too left field. You know what I mean? I mean, right. that's how horse names are. That's true. You're not wrong. All right. <laughs> yeah, they're we never got... right field. <laughs> All right, we got forked up. That's a bull. I'm going to say that's a horse. That is a horse. Damn. All Bulls right. don't, the horse don't even have forks. And our and our final one. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Popeye's what? biscuit. That Fuck. sounds like a fucking horse. I think that's a bull. It could be bullshit. All right, so you say horse? Yeah. And you say bull? Yeah. That's a bullshit, boys. Oh, See, okay, I told you. Yes. Popeye's biscuit was the toughest bull I ever rode. Yeah. You know, um, I was going to say that one was going to be worth like 20 points, oh. but you just cut, cut into, into it, it already. So then if it was, you would have beat us. Dang. But I didn't say that. It's all right. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, other than that, I win. You're the winner. I got 10 no. points. You're good. You can see through my, you can see through my bullshit, man. <laughs> so. And ladies and gentlemen, that was horse bull or bull horse, horse or, or bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> Thank you for playing, guys. Me and your champion. Thank you, thank you. Paul Damien got six points. Kenny got four points. Just here, mic drop. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Upgrade, directed by Lee uh, Warnell? Yeah, that's Lee the... Winnell, um, from Lee, 2018. Lee Winnell. Lee Winnell. Lee Winnell. That's the last time we'll duel that, right? <laughs> Turns out the boys will not be talking about Upgrade directed by Lee Wanell. Instead, they're gonna talk about my second favorite superhero, Venom, and Venom's cool cousin Carnage. So come back next week to hear all about Let There Be Carnage and all that shit. My first favorite superhero is The Punisher. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. <laughs> it's kind of a hot mess, but... Uh, yeah. So are we. Yeah. yeah. Next, next week, it'll be a bit of an upgrade. Yeah, for sure. Dang, you stole my bit. I know. <laughs> I guess we'll uh, see y'all then, or we'll see you on another time. Uh, follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes below. <laughs> uh, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We'll hey, read Joe. it on the podcast. Um, I'm not doing my outro anymore. That's the last one. <laughs> All right. Um, other than that, rock on. Rock out with your cocktail. And we'll see you then, or we'll see you on another time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Gotta thank God. Bye. Bye. Bullshit. Bullshit.